So the more time you spend in being not efficient in a tool, the more of the creativity you lose. This is Writers in Tech, a podcast where today's top content strategists, UX writers, and content designers share their well-kept industry secrets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Writers in Tech, a podcast brought to you by the UX Writing Hub. My name is Yuval Keshtecher, and I'm the founder of the UX Writing Hub. And we're talking in this podcast about everything UX writing, content design, UX content. You decide how to call it. At the end of the day, we are talking about improving user experience using words. The UX Writing Hub is one of the leading platforms in the world for UX writing education. And today we have another amazing educator from our industry that I'm very excited to have. His name is Gene Kamenitz, and he is the CEO and co-founder of UXL, which is a very cool platform that Gene is going to talk about. Gene, how are you? Hey, you all. Thanks for the introduction, and so happy to be here. Yeah, doing awesome. How are you, you all? I'm pretty good. Getting ready for a really big road trip, including a lot of events and meetups all over the world in Berlin, New York, and Colombia, and everything is going to be about UX writing and meeting people in real life. So I'm very excited about that because it's happening in a week from now, so I'm very excited. You also travel quite often. Yeah, I just recently, I was traveling the whole summer, was having some vacation time, first time in like That's two good. years after the COVID time. I think the whole world was on vacation this year because, you know, we haven't seen in our activity for the users, and I've spoke with some folks, it's like, hey, you know, all this summer, probably people took time to, to rest finally, and yeah, it's been kind of half for me like that, but as a half, I was like working hard. <laughs> Where have you been? Which place have you did vacation in? Sicily. My favorite is Italy. And uh, we've been to Sicily. And I can't recommend it enough. The best food in the world. Oh, my God. i never been <laughs> there. But now I want to go. And the weather was okay or was it really hot? It was good. It was good. I think it was June. It was before this heat waves. And we actually had oh, a quite cold. cold. We had a quite cold water, but it was kind of good balance. Hot outside. Chilly water. It was nice. A lot of the place, for sure. Amazing. Jin, so first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. Tell me a little bit about what is UXL and how did you start this amazing platform? UXL is a platform for everything, for designers to build their skills and grow their careers. And we have now learning materials, courses, and different training games and other resources to help any kind of UX-related role to upskill themselves and become better. And, you know, we talk about ourselves as like Duolingo for design education. So, you know, we took a little bit different approach to traditional education. And we're not a bootcamp provider. We're not like a traditional course provider. We're more like training place, like where you can come, spend five minutes a day, you know, play with interactive, highly interactive lessons, super bite-sized, really, you know, consumable and digestible. So, you know, that's kind of at the core of UXL, highly interactive gamified learning experience. So how did you start it? Myself and uh, co-founder Colin, we are both product designers, right? And we are both self-taught product designers. And uh, I think like 
two-thirds of the world right now is self-taught product designers. Yeah, me as well, by the way. I was also self-taught because I couldn't find any program. Exactly. It was like in 2017, 2016, I remember I was like dropping out of college. I had some experience in graphic design and I was actively looking for... This is a cool story. So there was only like one college in Israel that taught like visual design and I thought to myself okay that's where I'm going to learn because I want to have a, a fancy degree because back then you know people everybody said hey you must have a degree and then I was like going to this like this screening day where they like told me to come then they told me to draw toothbrush and I was like hey man like I want to design websites and digital experiences and so on so why yeah. did they tell me to draw a toothbrush because like they they decided because it's like old school college that they will focus on like okay people that are doing visuals need to draw and paint and stuff like that and i have like a, a medical problem that i can't like draw right or write in, in in a good way so i didn't i wasn't accepted and then i found like alternatives mm-hmm. online to kind mm-hmm. of like educate myself and yeah, uh, yeah so that's how i got there to like UX basically. Yeah, exactly. I think it's especially 10, 15, 20 years ago, there was like close to zero resources around UX, UI, you know, product design, how you name it right now. And <laughs> actually, it's a funny story about like draw a toothbrush. It's still like, you know, the generation of our parents, let's say, you know, if you say I'm a UX, I'm a designer, whatever, can you draw me something? You know, that's kind of thing. <laughs> it's still in their head. So I think that's what all this comes from. But yeah, you know, even now I've seen people running surveys. We ourselves run a survey to our community. Like, by the way, we have close to 140,000, you know, users in a platform right now. And, uh, you know, two thirds are still self-taught designers. You know, 30% go into like traditional places, but, you know, 60% are still like learning with like, you know, books, resources, online, et cetera, et cetera. And why and where initial idea of UXL was born because in my working experience, I was communicating a lot of designers with other tech roles like, you know, product managers, front-end developers. And so the challenge with the world being self-educated is that there is a big base and ground knowledge which is missed in this education, right? So it affects communication level, right? Just even basic things like, you know, how do you name like a shadow direction or whatever? How do you name this thing? So even these basics were just missed. So it affected like a good communication. And then if you go like and expand on that, you know, I started to notice it as well. Like there is ground rules, ground design principles, which sometimes even designers don't even understand and not touching even accessibility and especially UX writing them back then. Like for me, you know, it's like, hey, you're designing to write all this stuff, right? There was nothing back there, you know, specifically educating on that. So, you know, there was a ground level was missing, which affected a lot. And I was thinking back then is, hey, how can we help with that? So I got this idea in my head. And back then, you know, I wanted actually to, you know, build like a personal brand and Instagram and all this stuff. And I was exploring all the techniques. And, you know, that's probably why this idea of interactive learning and, you know, bite-sized learning appeared because I was kind of into this mode of social networks. So I was thinking, okay, I have this idea and I have this problem. And how I, can I match it where the people spend time right now, which is, you know, Instagram, scrolling feed, you know, pretty small amount of attention. You know, you basically scroll feed, you have like 
one or two seconds to, you know, catch somebody's attention, right? So that's how, you know, the first video lessons and, uh, you know, we came up. So like the first version of UXL, let's say it was named uh, UX War back there. A little bit nerdy name though. And uh, so the first version was like AB practice, basically timed to three seconds and you need to make a choice, like which one is correct. It was super simple. So it was like a first test and way to validate idea. You know, like from day one, we've talked and received a lot of feedback. Hey, it doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. It's too short, three seconds. I don't even understand. So, you know, expand it. So we... I remember that. Really? It was like it was exploding <laughs> on Instagram, right? Like many, exactly, many, many interactions, exactly. a lot of followers, right? Exactly, exactly. Like I think in two, one and a half, two months, we got 40,000 followers with wow. uh, like zero dollars spent on advertisement. And in six that's months, crazy. we got 100,000 followers. Yeah. And, you know, that's why, you know, we thought so that back then, after two months, basically running this experiment on Instagram, I met my future co-founder. We started bouncing around ideas. And he's kind of, you know, product designer. And, you know, we start to bounce around the idea. How can we prioritize that? And, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, uh, eventually turned out to be like a little better, which we, you know, launched the wait list. Which, uh, first, you know, people who wanted to get in right early, we launched a like, better version of the first UXL, you know, app. And that's, you know, where we got interest from our investor from our circles. And, you know, we got a seed round, basically. And that would allow us to go uh, get a team and start building the whole app and how you see it right now. So we've been basically from 2020, we started doing that. That's amazing. How many people in your team right now? Close to 20. We are 17. Plus, we have a few contractors and uh, yeah, expanding a few other members in the next couple of months. That's awesome, man. All right. So UXL, I like to look at it as like the Duolingo for UX education. It's like... Yeah. Interesting business module, interesting educational platform. So uh, my question to you as like a UX educator, what kind of challenges people are having when they want to get into UX? So I know that we have many listeners that want to start working UX or maybe they already work in UX, but what do they need to know right now? Because they want to find a job, they want to work in the field, you know, they want to be yeah, yeah. the best versions of themselves. So what kind of things usually people overlook and what people should focus right now if, you know, they want to go on this as fast as possible to work in the industry? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. And I don't feel like, you know, I have a, you know, super confident answer on that. I have my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, def definitely like, it depends. So like you mentioned in the beginning, somebody needed, you know, like a formal education, right? You, you went to the university, right? Or college, just because you try to get this diploma or something. And it is still valid, let's say, you know, for for United States, for example, that's what I see. The credentials from some places matters, right? For them, uh, because it helps. It helps a lot. There is a lot of competition and it also helps you to stand up. So that's one thing. But on a side note, kind of, you know, like if we're talking remote, then we are global platform as UXL, right? And I think like UX Writing Hub is also available for anybody in the world. So that's kind of the future of education, how I see it. So you like, no matter where you are, you know, you can get in and, you know, you can start educating yourself if you, you know, passionate enough about the topic. So yeah, like there is tons of resources out there. The biggest challenge is structure, mm -hmm. right? So where do you start? How do you proceed? what to do next so 
Fortunately, there is tons of resources out there. Unfortunately, there are still not perfectly structured. So, you know, that's, you know, what we're trying also to achieve in Excel, you know, providing like a kind of recent to these learning paths. So we kind of trying to combine some of the set of materials for certain role, and it is still not like super well structured. So I would say it is the biggest challenge. So try to look up, you know, trying to look up like, uh, and not, I would say, overlearn some of the topics if you don't need it. Like if you're just getting started or if you transition, and especially if you like if you're transitioning for, from graphic design, right? You have a huge boost on the visual side of things. So the way to get in for you from graphic design is the easiest one would be from UI design. Become UI designer and then transition into more UX topics. What was your first real work as a designer after educating yourself? After educating yourself, it's a big word because, and this is the biggest advice I can give anybody, like be a long lifelong learners. So I don't have like a, stop somewhere in my life when I stopped educating myself. So this is kind of hard for me to say, like, after mm-hmm. educating myself, it is constant practice. For me, it was like constant, constant practice and doing like quite shitty work in the beginning. And then you just improve, right? So I think that's the only one of the only ways to quickly learn something. You just don't afraid and just go do it, right? So that was my way. I was like, since like in your situation, right, there was not a lot of resources for me. And, you know, I got, I think my first book on UI design was when Apple iOS came, like first iPhone came to life. And I decided, okay, I want to be a mobile designer. I got like the, I think it was kind of standard UI guidelines of the Apple released by Apple, whatever. So and back, back then, you know, I'm not a native English speaker for me. It was like, two tasks like learn English and learn all this stuff. So yeah, I started from that. Did you use Photoshop for it? Like CS, I'm a Photoshop user from Photoshop CS5 or CS6 and then like... Wow, I think so too. I think I'm the same. It's like since 2000 and, and not a lot, like yeah. 2002, I yeah, believe, yeah, 2003. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I would... Fo- <laughs> Good time yeah, in yeah, Photoshop, exactly. man. I think my first years was 2005-ish and I actually started from creating mm-hmm. like posters for you know parties etc in my university in photoshop <laughs> that's good that's good i did also posters for restaurants yeah. in tel aviv yeah, also yeah, for parties by the way and also menus and stuff and i got so many back and forth like people say like oh you're not a land you're not a land you're not a... i was like the worst <laughs> designer i was like trying to kill it but i did it nailed it in the first few projects oh, for of sure. course oh, and you shouldn't like expect from yourself something like that right it, it is <laughs> but you're a child we were ch- exactly we were children <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah like i remember like creating a bunch of logos i don't know how many logos and icons i end up creating like this mammoth make the logo bigger you know i feel it you know like <laughs> that's has been around. So yeah, you know so just self-educating and like getting my first job my first check was fifty dollars uh, that's my first earning as like UI designer. If you, you know, put aside all these posters, and it was on a freelancer.com. I think it's Australian uh, kind of freelancing platform. I think it's Upwork now. I no, think so. So, it, so there was Elance and Odesk, and they merged Upwork, but freelance is separate. Okay, okay. Yeah, I also had I see, an I Odesk see. account okay. back then. So yeah, yeah, just freelancing for first three five years, and I don't know, like practice is the biggest because. 
yes, you learn, you continue to learn, you continue to get resources. Now, you know, amazingly, you can read the article, you know, there's tons of tons of stuff you can get like, you know, in specific education, let's say, you know, you exploring yourself like UX writing, right? You can get now UX writing up, like back then there was nothing like that. So it is great, but the biggest thing is just practice, right? So like go and practice my, in my three to four years of freelancing, I don't know, I, I did like 70 apps, projects, like UI, UX, UI design. Wow. It was, you know, just like a lot. It is a lot. And I really like your tip, which is like a practice by doing also. Yeah. You know, you have projects to help you to exercise, to practice, to be better. I remember like when I started in UX, it was like, I even like when I didn't have even projects because at first nobody know yeah. about the fact that I'm doing it and I didn't have experience. So I was just like mocking websites, like frame by frame. Just yeah. to practice the design tool because I did the transition from Photoshop mm-hmm. to Sketch oh. and I didn't know how to use it. It was quite intuitive and fun, to be honest, to do the transition because Photoshop is like such a heavy yeah. tool and you need, you, we had to do only like screen by screen and every screen was a PSD file and we had to yeah. export oh, and slice God. them. I even wrote some scripts in Photoshop to slice the screen. So you to can... export automatically. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Those were not the days, definitely. <laughs> but, and then transitioning to Sketch, and I remember, okay, so now I need to learn this new tool, which is quite similar to Figma. So if anyone is listening to us and they want to learn Figma, which is most people right now, Sketch was quite similar. So focusing on the shortcuts and trying to focus on being efficient in within the tool, I feel like 80% of not 80 percent you know 50 percent is like design foundations compositions grid systems and so on mm-hmm. other 50 percent efficiency in the tool like building reusable components using shortcuts being yeah renaming stuff so you could find it quickly reusable assets like yeah, yeah. that stuff takes a lot of practice man you can't yeah. do it just like that you need to fucking practice yeah yeah exactly exactly and yeah for me the sketch was as well like it was amazing transition i picked it up in three days yeah because i was finally because i I was sick from photoshop it was super slow your file you know waited like gigabytes end up waiting gigabytes because of that they were slow and there was all these filters all this noise i mean it's for photographers and for visual you know folks who can like make shiny beautiful pictures but not UI design. But yeah, you know, to your point of, um, you know, being efficient. So how I see it, I was always trying to, and I, I was looking for resources, like trying to learn the shortcuts, trying to, you know, be as efficient as possible because how I see it, the tool is the barrier for your creativity. So the more time you spend in being not efficient in a tool, the more of the creativity you lose. So, like, practice and become, like, you know, master of the tool so it doesn't bother you and doesn't distract you from your actual task of designing, of designing and thinking about the experience. Instead of thinking, okay, hey, where, where do I need to, like, where is this filter? Where is the setting or whatever? This is need to be automatic. This is just, like, it's how your brain works, you know? The connection should be so instant, it doesn't even, like, takes your you know, mental effort any anymore. So that's, I think, yeah, I think for your point, it's super important to just practice. And yeah, like in the, in the first days, the same, I was just like, you know, 
you know, copying some screens and just making sure, okay, you know, alignment, everything is super perfect. And luckily now Figma has these all tools and, you know, all these feasible components. It's such a time saver. I remember, you know, like, no, let's not even talk about Photoshop, yeah. but <laughs> even two, <laughs> three, four years ago, there was nothing like that on there, you know, consistency-wise. It's so amazing now, like Man. all this auto layout, right? Many companies try to do... First of all, I remember auto layout sketch tried to do it like, with like plugins and stuff, mm-hmm. and everything was so broken. Like, like you had to update Zeppelin all the time. You yeah. had to update Sketch all the time. You have to pay for all of these tools. You had to update Envision because you oh, had yeah. we had like a lot of different tools, and now Figma just like owns all of them. So that, yeah. not owns, but Figma have all of those features: prototyping instead of Envision, the coding area instead of Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Auto layout instead of like an extra plugin for that. Good times. I remember watching Pablo Stanley from Sketch Together YouTube. Channel. Oh yeah, you yeah, such I, an awesome I, guy. I know the guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's great. He's amazing. Yeah, he went to Envision. I think for some time he was working with Envision when they were trying to. I think they were. T- uh, unfortunately, I liked Envision, but I think they unfortunately kind of failed with their design tool. They released their design tool, and it was kind of Envision Studios. So we had like in 2017, yeah. they were like creating this After Effects video where uh, like they promised, I remember it was so shiny and nice. We can add this yeah. link to the show notes too. Like Envision Studios yeah, yeah. coming and they raised $100 million on that specific video and they never yeah. quite delivered. I tried this tool. It was Yeah, it was so clunky. Yeah, it was. They tried to do too much. That, that's the problem. Like, you know, you need to do MVP. Do this, like, it's like sketch. You know, why is transition to sketch? Because it delivered UI designers just what they needed at the moment and to be super efficient. And they tried to package up everything with all these advanced animations, etc. But all these advanced animations is such a corner case, I would say. It's the last thing you do in your UI work, right? And your, you know, design it's work. It's the fancy, shiny stuff. It's the dribble effect, right? It's not like the yeah. what you actually need. Yeah, yeah. Like, clients doesn't dribble. They don't dribble effect, right? Like <laughs> they just need solutions. And I just want to comment on what you said. Like even three years ago, like we didn't have what we have today, which is those auto layouts. And many companies like Envision, like Sketch, like many other companies try to solve that design system issue and the reusable components mm-hmm. and assets. And I feel like Figma is like the closer, the closest way yeah. possible right now to build a good design system many companies do it right now which is very efficient and then it's just back to the point of like master yeah. your tool people it will help you to be very efficient yeah i have a note on that i do believe that because Figma has it all and they are in a good position but you know i'm a big advocate of designers need to understand at least html css and javascript basics and the true design system is not a design system if it's not interconnected with what developers have. So yeah. the Figma might solve it on design level, but until they solve it with, I don't know, like, you know, storybook know, maybe, using storybook or something like that. Yeah, until it, it is connected. So I would say, you know, what I was doing sometimes, and I was asking developers, they hate me for that sometimes, but I was like saying, hey, just give me your code. I'm going to style it precisely how I want it because I, I know how to do that. Because, you know, they're missing all these little things. So when there is going to be a control from design system, when designer controls eventually what how it is, you know, displays in the code, 
with all the basic layout rules, etc. I think that's going to be the biggest kind of breakthrough in design system world because until then it's still going to be disconnected. So if something is disconnected, there is a lag, there is like, you know, inconsistencies, there is like extra time to engage somebody, there is extra time for designer to check it out, check it, you know, and inspect it. So yeah, that's kind of in a while of webflow because if you know at least some HTML and CSS, if you're a designer, you can build like a perfectly nice, you know, visual, yeah. etc. So some connections still need to be done. I don't know how they're going to solve it though. I feel like we're going to see some massive change in no-code tools in the next few years where designers could be the owners of the visuals of their products without... Probably. Uh, yeah, I found myself designing stuff straight into Webflow and without using Figma. But I do like to use Figma to do the draft and wireframe and like, mm-hmm. sketch the layout and stuff like that. Because yeah. You do need to have some kind of a, for me personally, I know designers that don't mm-hmm. do it, but for me, I do need some like macro overview of the page and the layouts and maybe like switch yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff. Same here, same here. Yeah, I can't just go there. You just need to, because uh, it gives you a bit more area for experimentation. So mockups not going to go away for sure. I wonder when like people could straight into the product could change the copy and change the design. Like yeah. instead of like putting it in production, like inst- I wonder when we're going to cut that friction from like <laughs> putting stuff from yeah. design and writing to developers. But that's a really interesting thought and idea that I think all of us should be thinking about because it will help us yeah. Yeah. to create yeah, better experiences at the end of the day. Exactly. And that's like kind of what is the great thing about web for, right? If I have something, I just go there, I change it and I publish it and it takes me like five minutes to change it instead of like our app is built like by developers, etc. And I need to wait at least a week <laughs> for this to get released and I need to, you know, give them a note or whatever. So yeah, that's... In a good case, I just sat with one person from like one of the biggest e-commerce stores in Israel. Mm-hmm. And she told me, I told her, hey, like this piece of copy, it says share, but when they press it, it, it sent people to WhatsApp, which is a messaging platform in case people are not familiar with it by Facebook, obviously. And I told her, hey, like you need to write here, share to WhatsApp, or at least put the WhatsApp icon or something like that. So people would know like the context and like where they're heading. And she was like, yeah, we're working with this like outsource developers company. We have a bank of hours. It will probably take three months to change that small piece of copy. You know, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. We can't work like that yeah. in 2022. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, still a lot of companies do work like that. I think it's a big problem. Talking, it's like a huge, big company. Big company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's the problem with big companies. You know, they're, they're slow like totals now. Digital transformation is slow with these ones. Yeah, Sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Jean, what other resources do you have here for people that want to get into UX and they just getting started? So obviously UXL is a really cool resource to get started and I know that you have a really cool job board as well that you've launched lately, right? Yeah, we're not like super promoting that job board right now. We kind of have it, we launched it. It's kind of going at, because, you know, that's kind of our message in like why you're done, right? Because you want to build your career, you actually want to get hired. So uh, that's uh, like kind of closing the loop of the makes sense. Yeah, but you know, it still will take us some time to make like it really, really meaningful. Like we want it to be like really meaningful because you want to have a lot of insights about the user. You know, a lot of preferences. Want to like have it match precisely. You know, by the job, so not like just random job board. But you need to start with something. 
and just start go there, experiment, pick whatever you you like, you know, like just focus on it. And then when you expand in your knowledge, you are going to start to understand what you like the most, right? Do you like UX? Do you like, you know, maybe research? Do you like purely UI content writing and all this stuff, right? So luckily now, you know, there is tons of resources to, to go and invest. So I would say it was investing in certain structured course, a bootcamp. So there is a starter bootcamp, starter programs, like completely from zero. I would say, like, personally, I would skip this step these days. I would try to go and explore and practice on my own, like, you know, try to get this freelance mm-hmm. gig or whatever, kind of understand what is there for me, what kind of I feel passionate about. Because if, you know, if you get into like a bootcamp, pay, you know, a couple thousand bucks or whatever, and if you end up not liking it, you know, you kind of then have some effect you know, of you being into this job and then, you know, have passion about it. So try to get your passion around the area because design is quite wide, you know, like by your own. There is tons of resources out there, all free resources. There is some, even free courses. What would be a tip for getting that real world experience? Like what people can do that is like outside of the box, mm-hmm. stuff that they couldn't read in like workbooks if they write now. Okay, so when they did the theory, they exercised, they did practice, they mastered as much as they could the design tool. Obviously, mm. you know, when you work with someone, you get way more advanced yeah. experience because you get actual feedback. But which kind of tip would you give to people that took the training, did the learning, and now they're ready to go and they want to find a job? Yeah, that's a good question. The first job is always hard to find because everybody wants somebody with experience, right? So hard. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. The hardest. Yes, exactly. Nobody want to hire you, basically. Yeah, so I think just be prepared for that. So nobody would want to hire you and don't get offended by, you know, rejections, by ignoring. You know, sometimes, oftentimes people ignore, not because they ignore, they just don't have, you know, time to answer. You know, a lot of things going on. But, like, my advice for, I would say, build and try to do something meaningful and do like quality over quantity. So so we got an intern a year and a half ago. He's an amazing guy. And the way how he got into us, he basically analyzed piece of our functionality, sent us report and said, hey guys, this can be improved, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't just like, hey, you know, you can change this color because, you know, this is better. No, I mean, it's really, he did like a deep analysis. He probably spent a couple hours on that. He sent us this report. We end up connecting with him. And now he works with us as an intern because he's still like in school, etc. for a year and a half because he provided a lot of value for us, you know, a lot of thoughts. He showed his kind of dedication to the, you know, and passion to the project. So I would say if you want to get a job, like, you know, pick probably the places if, you know, ideally, ideally you would want to get in. And uh, try these approaches. Even if it doesn't work out, you'll have kind of case study which you can showcase later on, right? But most likely, that's such a good tip. you can be spotted. You can be spotted. That's you know that's a real whole scenario. Yeah, uh, I think the tip is fantastic. So that's actually how, how I found my first job as a UX designer. And what I take from your message right now is think how you can provide value right away. Yeah. So if you invest a few hours. 
you know, if you don't have a job, a few hours is not expensive for you because exactly. no one's paying you for those hours. So you can invest them in doing deep analysis that will provide value to a company. Worst case scenario, you learn from it. Best case scenario, the company hired you. One year and a half after, you're still working in that company. Exactly. So that's how I did it. I reached out to someone in one of our Facebook groups. He was a CEO of a company and he was like, hey, I need this feedback on this logo. And I was a graphic designer and I want to go into UX design. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself, if I will build a bridge with this guy, maybe I could build this website. So I saw where I can provide value to him. Yeah. And I redesigned the logo and sent it over. Yeah. It took me a few hours. And then he was like, you know, we don't like it, mm -hmm. but let's meet. Yeah. <laughs> And then we've met and then I was the one designing the website because they didn't have anyone that would do it. And I was there and I was showing up yeah. and I was providing value from yeah. or some kind of or trying to yeah. at least I had motivation. So they liked it. So I really, really liked that tip. No, I think that's one of the probably most effective ways. But also don't forget, like it's still it is quantity or quality game, but you still need to you know commit to some quantity, right? You still need to do it like one, two, three, five times if you need it. And also don't forget about the groundwork. Like self-marketing, you know, that's what helps you differentiate. Just, you know, make time to fill in your LinkedIn profile with a nice picture, not the picture from your barbecue party, you know, and all this stuff. Just be professional, fill in your personal info because like if I get to your CV or LinkedIn, right? Uh, like I want to read about you. I want to read your thoughts. Not like, Hey, I'm amazing UI designer. Okay, that doesn't help, right? So just do the groundwork as well. This is like pretty simple. There is tons and tons of advices. I agree. And also, one more thing. I love this idea of doing the groundwork, improving your LinkedIn profile, making sure that you're visible, making sure that your portfolio is also visible yeah. on all of your social media channels. But also find your heroes. That's my last tip for everyone. Mm -hmm. Try to find someone that you look up to and maybe mimic what they do or reach out to them and see if they could mentor you and yeah. uh, ask for feedback from these people. Try to look up for someone that you, you could say about that person, okay, this person is a place that I would like to be one day. Yeah. If they work as like director of UX in Google, maybe look at them or if they have like this huge design agency. So maybe look on this person and try to reverse engineer his path and what exactly worked for him. It, it, try to mimic that path well, as well. Yeah, that's a great advice. I think I did it. I actually forgot who I was looking up to, but I did it actually. Yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah, it's changing. <laughs> you're, yeah. Currently you're looking up for like edu educational CEOs. Yeah. And we, as you said, we're constantly learning. We're constantly yeah. evolving. Since you were graphic designing, playing around with Photoshop, yeah. you did a brilliant path of like looking up for UX designers that are doing great and then yeah. looking up for founders that are doing great and I'm also changing my perspectives all the time. Yeah, you can treat it as like, like setting milestones, right? You go somewhere on a road okay. trip, right? You put, you know, the near city and then you, you know, you go next, you put another one, you put another one, you always have a goal. Just don't forget to set up this goal. Otherwise you just drift in the area. You don't, I don't like, so yeah, I think it's a great advice. And also don't forget to celebrate your milestones because that's something that, yeah. you know, uh, we reach those milestones and then we just look on the next one without celebrating it. Yeah, celebrate actually, it if you found your first client. Celebrate it if you landed a really cool world. Don't look on how tough it's going to be and how challenging because it is going to be tough and challenging, but celebrate it. Take the time. 
enjoy it. Yeah. So important. I always yeah. forgot to do that. 100% so. agree. And 90% I always forgot to do that as well. But it's a great advice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we have a celebration channel on Slack. And every time we reach a milestone, I just like... Mm-hmm. take a screenshot like we celebrate our student success mostly so we're like hey this guy found a job or this one mm-hmm. found a job or uh, or we reach that amount of listeners for the podcast mm-hmm. or you know yeah that's that's just like make sure that everybody are aligned to the celebration basically yeah, yeah all right we have to finish and <laughs> i want to ask you usually I ask my guests there's a question i ask all of the guests and i ask how do you think we should name this episode okay oh wow Which is a tough question yeah it is a tough question yeah ux design career tips career exploration thought. ux design career tips ux design career exploration i love the word self-taught mm-hmm. or something about you know educating yourself life learning ux path so, sounds good i think that the editor could grab you are a ux writer yeah i think you'll come up with something amazing <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just interviewing the most talented people on earth in the field of UX and UX writing. So we decided to do this exercise with all of the guests. <laughs> But uh, we have also uh, asked the editors that take what we just talked about and then decide for us. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah, that's a great exercise. <laughs> all right, Dean Kamenez, if people want to find you, where would be the best place to reach you? Yeah, LinkedIn or direct in UXL. We actually have a connection and a messaging in there. But LinkedIn would be the easiest. Yeah happy, yeah, happy to uh, chat with anybody who have any questions, you know, around career, UXL, like, you know, any, anything I can be helpful with. And yeah, thanks you all having me today. It was amazing. You know, we shared a lot of great thoughts. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a great pleasure. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a banger. Yeah. So thank you for coming. Awesome. Thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Writers in Tech. If it's your first episode listening, check maybe another episode. We talked with a lot of um, amazing people and check it out. Also, follow, subscribe, give us feedback, and we will really appreciate it. So more people could listen to this episode. And if there is one thing that you took from that episode today, I want you to share it on social media and tag Gene and tag me so we could see it. It could be on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever works for you. And that's about it. My name is Yuval, founder of the UX Writing Hub. Check our website. We have a free course as well about UX writing. And I'll see you next time. Bye.